Science is real from the Big Bang to DNA. Science is real from evolution to the Milky Way. You're listening to the Science of the Local podcast. My name is, he- is Hamish Clark. Oh, I forgot my name for a moment there. And I'm joined today by my partner in crime, co-founder of Science of the Local, Kevin Joseph. Kevin, how are you doing? I'm great, Hamish. Uh, Good to talk to everyone. Yes, great to have you listening to us. Um, Those of you who've been following the podcast keenly, I know you're out there, at least one of you, um, we've been experimenting with format. So most of last year, we did interviews of scientists, and we've got a few more in the pipeline. Uh, The last couple of episodes, I switched things up a bit. I've uh, paid tribute to Harry Shearer, the voice of Mr. Burns and many other characters on The Simpsons, who has his own podcast called Le Show. Uh, It's been described as uh, an iconoclastic stew of music, satire and news. And and anyway, he does segments, music, and I've kind of tried to do that with a science theme in my own amateurish way. Uh, But that's not what we're doing this episode, Kevin, so don't worry. I'm not going to be asking you to uh, sing on the spot or anything. (laughs) What I thought we might do is have a chat about the EDGE Question Center. Do you know who EDGE is? Do you know what EDGE is? I have no idea, actually. No idea. Let me tell you. So EDGE is run by a literary agent, a guy called John Brockman. He's kind of got a job that I wouldn't mind having. He gets to read science books for a living uh, and make money when they they sell. Um, And so he's put this website together. With, with kind of a lofty tagline, I'll read it to you. It's, to arrive at the edge of the world's knowledge, seek out the most complex and sophisticated minds. That's you and I, Kevin. Mm, absolutely. Put, put them in a room together and have them ask each other the questions they are asking themselves. Mm. Which is kind of nice. I, I like that idea. And I've, I've come across like a few people who I like on there. The philosopher Daniel Dennett, for example. Um Uh, And anyway, one of the features they have is this annual question center. Uh, And so someone came up with a question and then they sent it around. I guess he sent it to his clients. He's he's hooked into, you know, all the the top academic minds or at least those uh, flogging books. Uh, And so back in 1998, the question was, what questions are you asking yourself? Kind of a cop-out question, kind of a meta question, but that's okay. It rolled on one a year, every year. It's become a tradition. It's still going, right? So since 1998, what are we now? 20, 2017. Uh, yeah. and the, mo- the most recent one was what scientific term or concept ought to be more widely known? And there's a whole list of them. So I really encourage readers uh, or listeners, as the case may be for a podcast, to check out edge.org, E-D-G-E dot org. Uh, look up the annual question center. And I thought today maybe we could just have a little bit of a chat about some of the questions, whether perhaps you and I, from a humble science teaching, science, science communication perspective, whether we have any contributions, any ideas that are kind of stimulated by these questions. How does that sound? That sounds fun. Yeah. Excellent. All right. I'll start with an easy one. This is the question uh, from 2010, and it's just as relevant how is the internet changing the way you think? Now, ponder it for a moment. I won't put you in the spot uh, for right, at least yeah, 30 seconds yeah. until I've stopped <laughs> crapping on. So I think the internet is wonderful and dangerous. I love the access to ideas and people. 
Thanks to the internet, I've been able to send an email to my literary slash scientific hero, Douglas Hofstadter, and get a response. Mm. Um, I probably never would have done that uh, without the internet. But I've also kind of, you know, become a little bit addicted to surfing the net, social media, following the NBA, which is one of my loves. So I think those kind of, those tendencies of the internet, both good and bad, have definitely had an effect on how I work and how I think. Yeah, I think I totally agree with that, actually. I think it's absolutely um, transformed the way that I, I think. Um, I do think it's almost negatively impacted my ability to hold information in my mind for any length of time. Mm-hmm. I, I do find myself um, sitting at the computer and kind of moving between tabs and, oh, wait, what was I looking at? And uh, kind of attempting to multitask, um, you know, quite unsuccessfully. But because the internet's there, I feel like I don't need to remember, um, you know, what am I doing in three hours? And That's so, right. We don't need to remember phone numbers anymore. We don't need to remember addresses, uh, even facts. You know, they're all just sitting there at Wikipedia or whatever our source of uh, facts facts is online. Absolutely. I mean, I have one of those uh, Amazon Alexa apps. I'm not sure if we can use trade names, but and I just kind of yell out to myself. Hang on, I'm just getting a call from Jeff Bezos. He's asked us to refrain (laughs) from from mentioning it, slandering it. Continue, please, Kevin. Um, yes, yeah, so I just yell out, you know, Alexa, what's the what's my next appointment? What's the next thing in my calendar? And it tells me. Really? Whereas, you use this? Absolutely. I had I no know. idea, Kevin. I know. It's, I thought uh, I knew you. It's a dirty secret that I have, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Alexa can give one of our Science of the Local talks next year. She probably could. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I think that's probably um, one ma- one. You know, observable change in um, my thinking mm-hmm. uh, and just my processing is um, I tend not to store that in mm-hmm. my mind and mm-hmm. um, you know I, I definitely rely on uh, technology in that way. Mm. Another thing that I'm not sure if it's purely the internet but it feels very much wrapped up is is a, a difficulty in, in going deep on any particular topic. Uh, it's very superficial. It's all about uh, the headlines and the hyperlinks, the tabs, as you say, uh, yeah. propelling you forward. Um, and some of it is just kind of by coincidence it's evolved this way and others apparently is quite intentional, the design of Facebook and, and other other software to get people using it as much as possible. And going going deep, taking time, thinking doesn't really fit in that well with with that style of of use of the internet and I I do feel like that's rubbed off a bit uh, in just in my general life you know I'm trying to be a science scientist in my day job and yeah just just taking the time to to not not look at things superficially (laughs) is a challenge yeah that is that is one but but I guess one of the positive side I think for me is that uh the internet has definitely made me feel more connected. I think that's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk, we, you and I have conversations about uh, scientists or articles or podcasts, and you know, you can send me a message and with a link, and immediately I can listen to it or um, check a speaker's bio. Uh, bio or mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it really does facilitate that connectedness between um, you and I having young families and mm-hmm. doing it 
between our day jobs and uh, mm. so uh, it's helpful in that way but uh, yeah but there's definitely a downside mm. Mm. yeah and the other thing that occurs to me as I move into old fogey territory is uh, what's it going to be like for my kids you know none of them are really using the internet now my eldest daughter has a little bit for school but not much but you know, it's just a matter of time and, and by the time they're our age you know the technology is probably it probably will have moved on there'll be virtual reality goggles and, and who knows what um, and we're kind of the last generation that knows life you know without the internet that's right or, yeah you know it's a bit of a distant memory even for me now but uh yeah that's just having a screen there is just normal to to children and, and babies now yeah I, I watch my, my kids when uh, we went to visit my parents in New York, looking at their phone and trying to touch it as if it were a touch mm -hmm, screen. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> yep, exactly. Okay, let's uh, let's consider one of the other questions. Um, uh, where is it? Oh, yes, I like this one. 2008, what have you changed your mind about and why? Uh, now... Obviously, if I was ever wrong, uh, I would change my mind. I haven't been wrong, so yeah. I haven't had to. But I love the question because the premise of the question is that you can change your mind, and it's not mm. a bad thing. And you know what it makes me think of, Kevin? It makes me think of politicians who oh, uh, seem to have uh, a real phobia, you know, and the media probably doesn't doesn't help out with ever being seen to, to change. That's you right. know, the backflip, the flip-flop. Um, you know, and there's a quote from someone I can't remember. You can Google it, listeners. Um, you know, someone's accused of changing their mind, and they say, "Well, when when the facts change or my understanding changes, I change my mind." What do That's you right. do? Yeah. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? So I love just the premise of that question. That it is a good question. Yeah. Yeah. You can change your mind um, about something. You know, it's funny. Just kind of leading on from that first question, hmm. um, I think I've changed my mind on iPads, tablets. Mm -hmm. uh, I, Tell me more. I, may, I find them really difficult to use. I, I was someone who, you know, was a pretty early adopter. I remember the Apple Newton and thinking it was the greatest thing. Um, and I find now that I, I actually like having a mouse. <laughs> <laughs> so, is that just nostalgia? It's a fun. Is it a functional thing? What's what's going on? Why have you changed I, your mind? Maybe I'm just getting old, but um, yeah, I, I look at tablets, and we use the opposite home. We have a, you know, we have tablets, and I will deliberately say no, I don't want to use the tablet. I find them just, I'm, I, I find it really difficult to navigate and to physically hold, and mm -hmm. it just feels wrong. Mm -hmm. So I actually have a, a desktop computer with a mouse and a and a monitor and. And a big chunky slow <laughs> CPU and I don't know a dial-up modem and um, <laughs> that makes those noises. Keeping, that's right. Keeping, keeping. Yeah. I wonder if that will be a um, a trend in the future. Uh, I'm not going to be so bold as to predict that everyone's going to go back to mouses and and big clunky desktops, but it could be kind of like a a fad or a, a subculture. That's you right, know, yeah. you know, steampunk now. There's people who are kind of pulling <laughs> back from this. You know. Stuff that yeah. was happening a long time ago. Maybe you know some people will keep this alive. There'll be a group of connoisseurs who who keep the mouse going, who keep the uh, the hard drive stack going. That's right. Yeah. Mm. Keeping it slow. Yeah. And authentic. Slow computing. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's 
It's the slow living movement applied That's to right. computing. Yeah. So what about you? What 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 have you changed your mind on? Um. Oh yeah, you're putting me on the spot now. I'm sure I've changed my mind about a lot of things. Um. I seem to change my mind about my career quite regularly. <laughs> yes. Because it's uh, yeah, well, I don't, I'm I'm still employed. You know, touch wood. <laughs> I've got a roof over my head and, you know, we've got food to put in the family's mouth, so something must be going right. But yes, I have changed quite a bit. And in fact, I've probably made up my mind for now that that's what I do. I changed my mind about my career. So I'm now wondering whether I'll need to change my mind about that. Um, so very quickly for listeners, before we, uh, before we wrap up, um, I did a business arts degree, studied marketing and accounting, uh, and German and, and Spanish. Uh, and then I did a science degree. I studied biochemistry and neuroscience. Uh, and then I joined the environment department. Uh, and then I did a PhD in climate science. And now I'm studying bushfires. So I've changed a lot. I love the change. But being in academia for the first time since early last year, um, kind of seeing this path that you're kind of supposed to follow, you mm. don't have to. I feel less pressure to do it because of my very background. But that path is, you know, you establish yourself, you get grants, you publish papers, and you can't do that if you keep changing around. So I'm now thinking, hmm, am I am I here now in bushfires for the rest of my Ooh. career? Or, you know, could I change and stay in academia? Or if I change, would I have to leave academia altogether? I don't know. So, yeah, that's my indirect answer to Ooh. that question. Uh, <laughs> hopefully no mid-career crisis. No, I'm sure that's just part of the course. It's, I'm sure, sure it's, it's around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> Look, thanks for talking to me, Kevin, about uh, these questions, and hopefully I can pick your brain about a few more in the not-too-distant future. Uh, yes, and I'll tell you about my deep phobia of clowns at some point, yeah. <laughs> I think that might have been their question from uh, 2015. That's right. <laughs> You've been listening to the Science of the Local podcast, available on iTunes, soundcloud.com slash scienceofthelocal, and all good podcast providers. Science at the Local is not just a podcast, it's also a series of bi-monthly talks by expert and engaging scientists delivered in a cosy setting to the good folk of the Blue Mountains. To find out more, go to facebook.com slash scienceatthelocal. Science at the Local is run by me, Hamish Clark, and Kevin Joseph. We're supported by Springwood and Winmalee Neighbourhood Centres, and in 2017 by the Inspiring Australia Program of the Australian Government. By listening to this podcast... You accept our end-user license agreement. Science is real from the big bang.